1: Good morning, welcome to the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. I'm going to begin with a verse, and uh, we're going to discuss, in Amos chapter 3, verse 3, can two walk together unless they make an appointment? And have agreed. Can two walk together if they're not in agreement? Can two walk together if they are not, if they have not agreed upon the same destination? In America today, the body of Christ, the evangelical churches, every, in a sense, we are a church that is going in a thousand different directions. And there's only one remedy to stop the direction that the churches are going and unify them. Only one way. That is through the prophetic teachings. The prophetic teachings in the scripture the writings prior to christ's coming the writings after christ came the uh, writings of the of moses and the prophets the torah the tanakh and the new testament you cannot eliminate the writings of the new testament writers because they are expressing something that is vital for the Time And has been vital from the time of the resurrection, the night of resurrection, when the church age began, the uh, age of the born-again family of God. And the New Testament, the teachings of Christ, the writings of his apostles... Present to the world from that time to the present a more perfect, expanded view of the eternal plan of Almighty God. The plan was expressed in the New in the Old Testament, in the, the pre Christ writings, through the prophets of Israel, but it was wasn't it was opaque to a degree. It was hidden. Uh, mysteries were not revealed. And it wasn't until the New Testament, the writings of the New Testament, it revealed more intricately God's eternal plan. That part of that plan was Christ In you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Prior to resurrection, Christ, the experience of Christ within mankind, uh, there was no experience. Because he had not yet been risen. But on the day of resurrection, in the evening, he returned and he breathed into a group of people and they were born again. They received, the Holy Spirit. That was the night that the family of God, the born-again family of God, began to exist. There will come a time when there will be an end. There will be an end to that period. It had a beginning, Christ is the uh, Alpha, He's the Omega. He began a great plan on the night of resurrection, He will end that great plan, that segment, upon His calling, His born-again children to the clouds in resurrection, to appear before Him, that they may be judged and they may be rewarded. So that block of time we call the church age or we call it the dispensation of the church, the time of the Gentiles to a degree, but it is a dispensation of an experience of God working with man in a relationship with man Not externally, but internally. In the Old Testament, in that period of time, for 4,000, well, about 2,000 years, God's working with the children of Abraham to the time of Christ was external. Real, but external. But we, in the last 2,000 years, have had the experience in this period of time with. An internal, indwelling Holy Spirit. The indwelling of the Godhead. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Explained perfectly in Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to to those that are in Christ Jesus. For the Spirit of life has freed us from the law of sin and death. I'm going to go to that briefly. or or I'm going to go to that and quote it to you. No condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed me from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, Old Testament, in that it was speaking that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of the sinful flesh and for sin, Condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk not after the flesh. But after the spirit. He's presenting already. There is another law. There is the law of the spirit of life. It is not external. It is internal. It is within. It is subjective. Verse 5. For they that are after the flesh. Meaning our physical carnal state. Because uh, at the fall, when Eve was deceived, Satan entered in. What did he enter into? He entered into the flesh of mankind. There is a nature, it's, it's a uh, uh, sin capitalized, it is personified. Satan entered into the flesh of Adam and Eve. And from that time, they began to physically decay, to physically die. They that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh but they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit for to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind the mind of the flesh is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God neither indeed can be so they that are after the flesh cannot please God now, here's where Paul expounds on the experience of Christ living within the believer. Verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. The Spirit of God. He's going into the The deep experience of the Christian walk, the Christian life. If the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, the same Spirit, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He has just presented theologically the triunity or the uh, plurality of the Godhead. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, if Christ be in you, the Spirit is life. And then if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you he raised he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also give life to your mortal bodies by his spirit dwelling in you that dwells in you This is one of the great mysteries of the period of time in which we have been in, in the last 2,000 years, and this experience is what the kingdom of darkness, this is what the, the whole kingdom of the adversary fears more than anything, that the believers in Christ would understand Who is in them? Who is in them? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And with that experience, with the knowledge of that, then because of Christ in us, then we have the power to put the deeds of the flesh to death we have that resurrection power in us we have that holy power the holy spirit power in us then we have the authority through the name of jesus christ to bind the spirits that interfere in our world This period of time is soon to end. The men in the world, in this church in America, I'll be more specific, in the churches in America, the pastors, the men in responsible positions are going in many different directions. We cannot fulfill God's eternal plan as a family of God, unless we have the same vision. Every man is going is following what is right in his own eyes, but God has chosen the prophetic scriptures, especially the scriptures presently that are active today, have been active for the last 40 years, will be active daily from this point forward. These prophetic insights will, God will use the insights to stop the men in the directions they are going to give them an opportunity to focus on what God is speaking to the world. What is God speaking to the churches? What is God trying to reveal from His heaven? We are at the end of the world on the night of resurrection. That was the beginning of this great experience for the last 2,000 years. But now we are concluding that period of time. And we, at the end of the world, we, in responsible positions at the end of the world, are the ones who have been put in position by the Holy Spirit to present to those in our world that we influence that we are closing out this age. We didn't begin it. We didn't sustain it through the last 2,000 years. That's not the objective now. The objective is to close the age out. And with the closing of the age, the requirements have changed. We're not just a Christ that we were to uh, occupy. Well, we have been occupying as a church, as a body of believers in all seven churches. Not a church. There is not one universal church. The one universal church has seven lampstands in it. If you want to put it that way. The Catholic Church is not the universal church. The Catholic Church is the fourth of seven churches. It's the older brother. It is a not the oldest. It is an, old, an older brother. It is the largest, the biggest brother. You might say heavy. The Catholic Church has more members in it than the other churches. Uh, any other of the other six churches are not uh, member-wide, member, they don't have the members that the Catholic Church has because of the influence. But nevertheless, the Catholic Church is not the universal church. The universal church consists of seven lampstands. The Catholic Church, just one of seven. The last of the seven, the youngest, the church in Laodicea, is uh, territory-specific or uh, continent-specific. It does not have its life in Europe or Asia or Central Asia. It has its existence specifically in the West, in the United States of America. We were the Laodicean Church, the evangelical churches of the united states of america which spread into canada and has spread all over the world as far as in, as far as evangelical churches but we our home base our property given to us our land mass given to us the nation given to us the united states of america we are the youngest we are the most dynamic Within the evangelical churches, uh, you can say there are, I like to use the example of three basic uh, parts or aspects. The fundamental part of evangelical Christianity, very heavy, uh, Bible heavy, word heavy. Then you have Pentecostal churches, which are very gift-heavy, gifts, signs, wonders. They have a different, there's a different function with them. Then you have, uh, starting with really the Jesus movement in the early 60s, the beginning of the 60s, then something happened in this country, the Messianic movement. There have always been pockets of people who have loved Israel, but it really exploded in the baby boom generation Jesus movement in this country. The Jesus movement people. The Jesus movement children. And it began to really flourish. So in evangelical Christianity, basically three aspects. There are more. I don't have time. We ministers, pastors, even in the other churches, in all seven churches, the duty with the Catholics, Lutherans, the ministers, the true men that have been ordained by God in these assemblies, Anglican, Episcopalian, the Presbyterians, all of Protestant Christianity within the Orthodox churches, whether it be the Russian, Eastern Orthodox, it doesn't matter. The The objective of the Holy Spirit is to, regardless of where the members in the body, which lampstand they're affiliated with, the objective of the Holy Spirit is to present to them the prophetic scriptures in light of the time where we are presently and by revealing to them, and I can say that most are beginning to believe that we are at truly the time prior to Christ's coming, second coming for the evangelical born-again people, first coming for the nation of Israel. The Catholics within Catholicism, there are those who have studied eschatology within the Lutheran churches. Within the churches in Europe, uh, what we would call the older Philadelphian churches, the Darby, Schofield type of believers in northern Europe. Then you have uh, the Orthodox churches. I tell you what, those believers internationally that are in what you would call the Church of Smyrna that are suffering, They long for the return of Christ. They long for the freedom that they will enjoy once he returns, whether it be on this, well, eventually it's going to be in eternity, but they would like to see judgment. They would like to see justice in this lifetime so that they can enjoy life to uh, uh, at least temporarily, they can have some enjoyment of life rather than... uh, persecution day in and day out and we in America we as the young brother church as a young dynamic the the Joseph with the coat of 12 colors we are in to some degree despised by many of the other churches why because we're dynamic because we're vibrant and because we're so worldly we are, we are duped by the world, steeped in the world, reek of the world. We are blind, wretched, naked, miserable, poor. But we believe that we have all things, that we have no need of anything. No, we have a great, great need. That great need that we need more than anything in the evangelical churches is the Holy Spirit, the reality of the Holy Spirit. We are a church. We have a form of godliness, but we don't have the power. We have no power. We have no authority. We have no authority over our flesh, over our soul. We, we have uh, what we want. Many are very prosperous. Even the evangelical Christians that have nothing are still compared to third world countries. We are prosperous. And... This is the condition that would take place in America with the Laodicean churches. We have been given the best of the world. We, are, we can liken ourselves to the churches in Corinth. We are just like the Corinthians. We are in the flesh. We live in the flesh. We don't know the Spirit. We don't want the Spirit we say we want, we long for the Lord's return, but we really don't want Him to return. We say that we are, uh, you know, we have everything, and God is with us, and God has blessed us, but we have no power spiritually. We, uh, our families, many, you know, uh, are in in uh, up the, the the family structure is an upheaval. And uh, it can be for two things. Number one, not living according to the teachings of Christ, the teachings in the scripture. And number two, satanic attacks aimed and directed at us as families, as individuals. I know that that, uh, with the spiritual attacks, people don't, want to believe that the curses of the children of the devil are powerful. They are. They are very powerful. And for those that don't have the discernment to know whether they're being just chastised by the Lord so they can grow, or if they're under straight satanic attack, or that they have uh, sin in their life, such as unforgiveness... Unforgiveness is the big sin. It opens doors to demons. It opens doors and eventually you fall into hatred. And then after that, fear comes upon you. Rick Rodriguez will be back to continue with the second half of the first hour. Hello, my name is Keith and I'm the host of the program, The Pursuit of God on 1360, khnc and i invite you to join me saturday mornings at 11 o'clock as we go on this great pursuit of god
2: khnc my truck broke down i knew it was time to get a new one And I knew there was only one place I was going to go, Steve and Mike, over at the Ramsey Auto Group. So I gave them a call at 970-443-5654, and I went down to their new location at 6175 West 10th Street in Greeley. They gave me a tremendous trade-in value for my old truck, which didn't even run. And then they set me up with a new truck that I loved. The process was seamless and easy. They took great care of me. Ramsey Auto Group in Greeley, 970-443-5654.
1: This is Bob Cameron with WaterWorks. Call or text 303-888-8891. It may not be obvious, but all water has impurities. Yes, your water has impurities. At WaterWorks, we provide long-term solutions to make your water safe and ideal for as little as $25 per month. Call or text today to schedule your free water analysis. 303-888-8891
3: are you prepared for a power outage never be left in the dark again Wagner Electric has proudly partnered with Generac to provide long-lasting generators for your home we have standalone and portable generators in stock now so give us a call for a free estimate at 970-800-3693 if you are constructing or upgrading your home trust our expert electricians to take care of your home the first time We offer services for anything from wiring an unfinished basement to wiring a newly built pole barn. Your electrical system is the heartbeat of your home. So don't risk it and give us a call today to get started at 970-800-3693 or visit us at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located off Highway 85 in Greeley at 1517 2nd Avenue. Wagner Electric sets the standard.
4: Reasons to Own Gold, number 175. Universal basic
0: income, where the government just gives people money because they won't be able to live and provide for their families because the dollar has been devalued beyond comprehension while never admitting to inflation. Prosperity never comes from the printing press. Call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com.
4: Hey there, guys. How long have you been waiting for good conservative quality radio? Well, you finally reached your destination at 1360 KHNC, the Roar of the Rockies.
5: Oh, a happy oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus, when Jesus Oh, Oh, day. Oh, a
1: day. My podcasts for the program, or the, pro- the podcasts, are on 1360khnc.com. You're not going to be able to sit for three hours, so you can piece it out, the programs, 15 minutes at a time, 30 minutes at a time. I know uh, there are times when uh, you'll want to go back and cover and, and listen, re listen to whatever I'm covering verses, whatever. And 1360khnc.com. Uh, My mailing address, contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. The prophets of the land, the prophets of our time, the prophets of our time are not announcing that we are to continue to occupy for another 30 years, 20 years. No, the prophets of our time are announcing because the prophets are instructed to look at the prophets of old, to look to uh, research, investigate Christ's teachings concerning the end of the world, and then what the apostles and those who wrote the New Testament also had to say about the end of the world prior to Christ's return. Christ's coming would not be hidden. Christ said that it would be open. It would be revealed. It would be a announcement. there would be an announcement to the world. God would use the heavens to announce His coming. There would be signs in the heavens, great signs. there would be signs on the earth. The uh, plates of the earth would shift, they would rock, they would move, they would heave. The oceans would be like water in a tub. Sloshing back and forth, back and forth, destructive ships at sea. Uh, if they're in the wrong place, they're, it's going to be a perilous time for them. There would be there would be disasters, natural natural disasters, God ordained, God planned, the finger of God type of disasters. But there would also be mankind's hatred for mankind and mankind. Mankind would bring his wrath, the wrath of man, upon uh, his fellow man. This is where there is no mercy. The mercy of the wicked is cruel. There would be no mercy when man would turn his wrath upon mankind. And this would be one of the signs of the end of the world. The wars at the end of the world they're not wars for some uh, righteous purpose. No, they are wars to to destroy both sides that are in conflict. Uh, you get a third party, and you begin to speak to one party, that party number, let's say, one, two, and three. Or let's say that you're the third party. And you say, well, number one, number two, number one is saying this about you. And then number two... Number one is saying this about you. Bob, John is attacking you. John, Bob is attacking you. And you, as the third party standing back, you're the one presenting the lies, causing the conflict, because your objective is you want Bob and John to both die so that once they die, you can take over all that they own, what they have. Not only do you destroy their lives, but you take uh, their wealth after they're dead. This is what the unjust wars that would take place at the end of the world. God forbade kingdoms. He gave each nation its parcel of property, its real estate. And he forbade the prophets of Israel were forbidden to expand Israel's territory unless it was part of the land that was given to them by Yahweh, by uh, Elohim. Uh that was, or Yahweh, they were never, ever allowed by the laws of Moses to expand territory for the sake of expansion. They were to be satisfied with the lands that were given to each of the tribes by God. And Moses made it it clear what these areas would be and where they were to dwell. And the families that were to dwell in those areas. Some would dwell along the coast. Some would dwell south. Some north. Some in the middle. The prophets of God. The prophets. And I'll put it. I'll back up. You had in Israel. You had the civil laws. You have dietary laws. But you had the civil laws. Then you had the laws that pertained to the priesthood. So you had the laws concerning the Levitical priesthood, you had the laws that the king had to abide by. The king was not could not do anything without the approval of the priesthood. The king wanted to go to war, he couldn't. He was, he was restricted. To what he could do. He was to rule the the nation. In a civil manner. Civil law. But the priests. They're the ones. That would allow or not allow. And. With. We. The prophets. Of the end of the world. Cannot allow are not uh, how will i phrase it the continued blindness of the men in the positions of authority in the evangelical churches it will be the those who understand eschatology that have been ordained by the Holy Spirit as prophets in this land, America, it is their responsibility to present to those in their influence, those that they influence, accurate theology, accurate doctrine, accurate eschatology their vision will has to be perfect perfectly in line with the prophetic scriptures and these individuals are to present to the men who are in these positions of authority the time has changed their programs and the direction of that they have now has to be in step with the prophecies that Christ gave in Matthew chapter 24, specifically the sequence of events that will happen prior to his return, and the pastors of the land, or the men that have authority, are to present to their congregations that there's no sense in attempting to build your little empire. There's no time to go out and buy 40 acres of land and build the mansion that you've always wanted, even though you may have the money. I know people right now that are not in the frame of mind They have no desire to know what the scripture says about the time in which we live. And these are people are involved with ministries, big uh, Pentecostal ministries. They're focused on helping people to be delivered from their vices, from alcoholism, from, you know, they have family problems. They're supposed to do that but also in the back of their mind they are to be aware of the time in which we live i say that we are in the somewhere at the beginning of the last decade in the in the last decade i already believe and we are watching viewing because of the media we're able to see the hatred of man on his fellow man through programs of war, famine, disease, pestilence, just uh, every form of evil, straight-out murder, death, sickness. And the Christian people, for the most part, they don't see it. How can two walk together unless they have a clear vision? Without a vision, my people perish, is what Christ said. And it's the prophets of the land that are to bring that vision to the pastors. Once presented to the pastors, then the pastors will be held, uh, they'll be responsible for what they do with the vision. For since the 80s, since the Holy Spirit revealed, gave me a vision, a revelation, opened my eyes to the reality of the United States of America being in the Bible. We are in the Bible. We are the land of Laodicea. We are the land of the great, great young dynamic church, Laodicea. We have the best that the world could ever offer. We have the constitution. We have freedom of speech, had freedom of speech. We have freedom to worship, had freedom to worship. We, uh, are protected against the laws of the uh, government agencies. Had protection from the laws of government agencies. We had the this great constitution, freedom of uh, freedom to worship, freedom to speak, but that is going away. Another thing, this great empire at the end of the world, it would, it would have very, very close ties, intimate almost ties, with the nation of Israel. No other nation has ever had the influence and the dialogue and the treaties with Israel like the United States of America. Whenever the enemies of Israel would attack Israel, Israel wasn't ready for her wars in the past. She would have been overwhelmed, overrun. But we would always step in directly, indirectly through, through the UN or through uh, our influence in the Europe, with the European nations or our influence with the Arab nations that were uh, in the process of attacking and annihilating Israel. We, um, in America, of all the nations, we are the nation... That was vital for Israel to come into existence. We have been the nation that has, through the evangelical Christians, the requests we made to the Reagan administration is that, number one, we would support Israel, which we did to a degree, which we have done to a degree, but for the reasons of not because we so much like Israel. As that we have motives because we, through Israel, can have an insight into what everything that happens in the Middle East. The prophets of the land are to present to the people. And, you know, I have a conflict. How do I... I have tried since the 80s. I have talked to pastors... I have talked to uh, the world that I, uh, I was a part of, everybody, that the United States is in the Bible, Babylon the Great, Revelation chapter 17 and 18. The personality of Babylon the Great is presented to the world in Revelation 18. The power of Babylon the Great is presented in chapter 17 of Revelation. So you have the power on one hand, you have the culture and personality in verse 18, chapter 18, I'm sorry. No one listens. No one wants to listen. No one wants to believe it. But I can't hold it against them because there are laws that the prophets, uh, uh, that I understand, the prophets understand. Isaiah announced, Jeremiah Ezekiel, these three men, uh, they announced to Israel, to the children of Israel, the coming judgments. They announced what was going to happen to them because of their apostasy, because of their backsliding, because of their idolatry, their idol worship, because of their stiff-arming God. And he, they warned the children of Israel, because of this, you're going to go into exile, you're going into captivity. And they warned, but that's all they could do is warn. They couldn't actually bring the nations that were going to invade. They had no, uh, they couldn't go talk to the king and say, King, God says that Israel is going to be punished. Come on over and punish them. They couldn't do that. They had to let it sit and wait and let God be sovereign. Now, in the time in which we're in, Now the Holy Spirit will begin to pull the blinders off of the eyes, firstly, of his children, not the pastors, not the leaders of the land. They're too deep in their own personal agendas. It will be the children of God in the assemblies that are going to have the revelation are these people in the assemblies, Will they have influence over the pastors to get the pastor to re, to receive a vision that they have received? I don't think so. <clears throat> I think the vision right now is to the whole body of Christ because the individuals in the assemblies they don't really have, they're, they're not going to have the time to try to change things in their assemblies. And the reason I say that is because we, in the body of Christ, we each individually, we're going to have enough on our plate to change our own micro world and as we change our micro world others will see it we can speak we can present we are to do that but we are to personally we as as we as god as, we, as god reveal as he gives us the vision that we need then we're going to have to pray what do we do? Individually, it's going to be an individual matter. On one hand, it will be corporate, but on another hand, it's going to be individual. I am praying, my wife and I, we are praying, okay, what is it that we are to do? What direction are we to take? What decisions are we to make? Rick Rodriguez.
6: Of all tyrannies, a tyranny exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. It would be better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep, his cupidity may at some point be satiated. But those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. C.S. Lewis
7: Tactical Civics is a private member organization with a mission to glorify Jesus Christ and organize we the people to enforce the US Constitution. From public school districts to Congress to the US federal courts, those who are supposed to serve the American people now rule us. Tactical Civics focuses on training us to fight back. America needs you. Visit tacticalcivics.com. Again, tacticalcivics.com.
8: With costs of everything skyrocketing, including the cost of homes, cars, and education, making the need for more life insurance a necessity. Whether you're looking to purchase for the first time or you simply need to add to what you already have, I can help you. I'm Joey Jaquint with Northwestern Mutual, and we offer the best insurance plans in the country. U.S. News and World Reports just ranked us the best insurance company in the United States in 2022. From low-cost term insurance for those just starting out, that start on $25 per month to our popular blended insurance that will actually pay you money at the end of the policy. You heard me right, an insurance policy that will actually pay you out if you don't use it. Why us? Because Northwestern Mutual is the best. We have plans where if you are just starting out, you can go with one of our low-cost term plans, and as you grow financially, we can switch you into a blended plan five or ten years down the road as well to increase amounts and keep up with inflation. To find out more, call me, Joey Jaquin, at 602-909-9048. If you love wealth better
6: than liberty, the tranquility of servitude better than the animated contest of freedom, go home from us in peace. We ask not your counsel, nor your arms. Crouch down and lick the hands which feed you. May your chains be set lightly upon you, and may posterity forget that you were ever our countrymen. Samuel Adams.
4: Hey guys, it's Charlie Joe with Charlie Joe Chai. I went to India, I tasted real chai, I had to share the experience. Over 20 years ago, I was a barista and I went to work with an orphanage, and that's where I first tasted the epiphany of flavor. We are featured in all the Ziggy's Coffee Shops, and we're also online, charliejoechai.com. The best part is, we're now helping that orphanage in India and rescuing kids from the horrors of human trafficking. Order now using coupon code KHNC for a 10% discount.
1: Well, we're at the end of the first hour and the podcasts are on 1360KHNC.com and you can uh, my uh, contact information is Olive Tree Ministry P.O. Box 872 Longmont, Colorado 80502 The pastors of the land are going to have a very difficult time transitioning. And really, Christ said this to each of the members in all of the seven churches. He said this. It's an individual matter. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. It is an individual matter. Every believer has to make the adjustments individually. We have been purchased by Christ. He owns us. We are His. We are to, yes, we need teachers, and it is important to have those who have understanding of God's Word. We do need teachers, but eventually, We have to make decisions on our future, which direction we're going to go, what we're going to do, the decisions we make for ourselves individually and for our families. The uh, It is uh, an individual matter on one hand, but on the other hand too, I work with and have worked with a man in a positions, you know, their pastors. I do work with them. And God's intention is that the men and the prophets of the land, I'm going to use, I'll stay with the term prophets as I go into the next hour. The prophets of the land, the shofars, the reality of what a shofar is. A shofar was a tool used to warn, well, God doesn't use a physical uh, piece of anything he warns his people through the proclamations of the prophets of the land and the shofars of this land must be in line with the prophetic word who is Babylon the Great where will the coming beast what where will the seed of his power be are we at the end of the world what part does israel play at the end of the world what part do the gentile nations play in the end time scenario and what part does the church the body of christ composed of two peoples hebrew and gentile what part do we play the God is going to, and is speaking, and is going to bring clear vision to the prophets of the land. And they will walk together in the same direction with the same objective. This is in process. We'll be back for hour two in a few minutes.
2: Hey, man, pass the battle over and take a couple of hits off the My Kind CBD. Get your CBD by going to 1360KHNC.com and click on the shopping
1: button, man. Silly Jamaican, there's no THC in this product. It's certified THC-free. Just go to the website, 1360KHNC.com,
0: click the shop. You're listening to The Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins.
9: Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Kristen Thoburn. Colorado Transportation Commission has decided to switch gears on plans to expand parts of Interstate 25 through downtown Denver. The proposal was part of CDOT's 10-year priority plan and would have added a fifth lane to I-25 from about Spear Boulevard to Santa Fe Drive, which would have been an express tollway. After receiving feedback from the public and local governments, the commission has decided to nix that expansion plan and instead dedicate another $100 million to transit options in the area and improving safety. A United States Postal Service worker was reportedly shot while they were in CalHan. The United States Postal Inspection and El Paso County Sheriff's Office investigated, and the investigation determined the homeowner of the residence involved believed someone was stealing their mail. The suspect, Stephen Teague, is also a USPS worker and was arrested on charges of felony menacing with a deadly weapon and misdemeanor menacing. Three people are dead after a touring jeep went off a cliff in Oray. A touring jeep reportedly drifted to the right of the road and went off a cliff falling 110 feet. The jeep then rolled another 140 feet down an embankment where it finally came to a stop. The driver, a 72-year-old man from Ore, was thrown from the vehicle. The passengers, 28-year-old Diana Robles and 60-year-old Ophelia Figueroa-Perez, were both from Yuma, Arizona. CSP says all three were pronounced dead at the scene. Denver and the Northern Front Range are now considered severe violators of federal air quality standards after failing to reduce ozone levels appropriately. The Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA, says Colorado may have to switch to reformulated gasoline during summer months. Businesses may also be subjected to more regulations on emissions under the U.S. Clear Air Act. State health officials say they're asking the EPA to reevaluate that requirement. I'm Kristen Thoburn. Let's talk about America, not taxes or tweets or the issues that divide us, but how incredible our country is. Whether you come home to a crowded city street or sleepy small town, everyone deserves to live in a clean, green and thriving community. We are Keep America Beautiful, the nonprofit working with millions of people like you to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify communities. Learn more at kab.org. Together, we can do beautiful things.
10: What's a surprising way to gain more independence by giving up the keys? Bypass the outrageous gas prices and discover that life in the passenger seat is comfortable, affordable, stress-free, and climate controlled. A modern fleet of in-town door-to-door and across-state public transit options keep you living independently while maintaining your access to necessary errands and necessary adventure. Learn what you can gain when you give up the keys at olderwiser.org. That's O L D E R W I S E R dot org. <laughs>
7: Come sail the Mardi Gras and have the time of your life with Cruise Planners, the easiest and best way to plan your cruise. The Mardi Gras Cruise, February 13th through 25th, is a great way to escape the noisiness of life and enjoy the ocean with amazing attractions and fun for everyone on and off the boat. Contact them at 970-578-9779 or milehighcruiseplanners.com. Again, 970-578-9779 or milehighcruiseplanners.com. Reserve your space today.
1: The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network.
13: Night and the leaves hanging down and the grass on the ground smelling sweet. side of town and the sound of that good gospel beat. Sits a Sweat, he walks in. Eyes black as coal, and when he lifts his face, every year in the place is on.
1: Welcome to the second hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Podcasts for the programs are on 1360khnc.com. During the week, I host the Present Truth, 2 to 3, Monday through Friday. The podcasts are on the same website, 1360khnc.com. The prophets of the land in the end of the world. I'll, I'm going to begin this way. We are now in the uh, time of the fall feasts. We're at the uh, Feast of Trumpets, Atonement, or uh, actually it is Atonement, and Sukkot, Tabernacles, and Yom Kippur. With the Feast of Trumpets, the jewish people they are to they have a 10 year period it's the beginning of the jewish new year and one year has ended a new year is beginning and looking at the past they realize the sinfulness and the and how far they have missed the mark in the previous year as it pertains to their relationship with god well As they look forward into the new year, they don't want to repeat the same mistake, so they have a ten-day period. It's a period of repentance, and so for ten days up to Yom Kippur, they are making their hearts right. Then Yom Yom Kippur comes, Yom Kippur or Atonement, the uh, the feast of uh, well uh, the atonement at the beginning at the end of that. They atone for their sins. There's a sacrifice. Well, that sacrificed sacrifice washes their sins for that year. Then they begin another after that sukkot, that's seven days. I'm sorry. I think that's two days. Then you have, I I forgot to bring my notes. I'm going by memory. Then with tabernacles, they have seven days where they make booths and they spend seven days living in these booths. So they remember the Passover. They remember where the children of Israel came out of, out of bondage, out of the wilderness. Um, this is the the Jewish people celebrate this every year. But we, in the body of Christ, we have a trumpets every day. Rosh Hashanah. We have a new beginning every day. They begin a year. Every day, we have a Rosh Hashanah in reality every day the believer in messiah we have a rosh hashanah we have a new beginning the previous day has ended the new day is upon us and in this day we don't spend 10 days repenting we repent every day the reality of believers is we're going to offend somebody pretty much every day, and there needs to be repentance. we need to repent for offending God, we need to be repent for being uh, lukewarm to God, we need to repent for offending whoever around us we uh, we repent, and we don't wait for ten days to have our atonement. We have atonement every day. So we have the end of a day, the beginning of a new day. We have a repentance in our day. And then we have atonement immediately. We don't need to wait. Because we do need atonement. at one moment, at one moment with God. Because we are always, because of our nature, we are fallen. We will displease God every day, whether we know it or not. We have the blood of Jesus Christ. We don't have the blood of goats, bulls. We have the blood of Jesus Christ to wash us, to cleanse us. We have atonement every day, every hour, every minute, if need be, where we're washed. Then, with Sukkot. We don't dwell with God or dwell in tents for seven days. No. We live in God every day. We live in Him every day. We are in Him already. And He lives in us. He tabernacles in us. We tabernacle in Him. It's a two-way street. We have the reality of Sukkot. Every day, Passover, Unleavened Bread, every day, we have the reality every day of all of these wonderful experiences of Almighty God, every day, not once a year, every day we have to have Passover, because every day the invisible world is coming to bring death We need Passover every day. We need the blood of Christ. We need to to eat the lamb every day. We have the reality. And when Moses presented this to the children of Israel in Leviticus, this was a type of what would come when Messiah would bring a new life to his people. That we would have the reality of these feasts. Every day, not once a year. Every day you're going to offend somebody. Every day you're going to need atonement. You're going to have, you're going to offend God. You have to have atonement with Him. Christ is our atonement. Every day you're going to offend somebody around you. You're going to need atonement. You have to have daily. We in the body of Christ have a unique experience that the world that Israel they don't have we are forgiven for our sins every day the death angel is forced to pass over every day we tabernacle with Christ he in us we in him every day it's not a, like in the Old Testament times in, the, in Leviticus, it was something that would be a, uh, a feast. I'm not saying today, these feast days are important because still today, on these feast days, things will happen in the world. God hasn't changed, changed the, uh, these holy these, these days, these holy days of his feasts, he uses them to speak to Israel and to the church. But in reality, we in the body of Christ, we have the experience daily of these feasts, all of them, with trumpets. The prophets in America are the shofar, are the prophets of Almighty God. Throughout the world, there are also the prophets in the nations. But I speak of evangelical Christianity and the prophets of this land. You who are prophetic that are even listening to this program. We will, on the first day of the 70th week, we will be on Israel's time clock, on their calendar. The prophets will, during the seven years of tribulation, Israel time we will see when days end when days begin Israel time everything will be based on Israel time 360 days sun down to sun up i mean uh, sun sets a new day be- uh, one day ends a new day begins this is how we will be accurate in our knowledge of when the tribulation the first half of the tribulation ends When the second half begins, when the second half ends, the next 30-day period in in Daniel chapter 12, there'll be a final 30-day period after the seven-year tribulation, or after the great tribulation, there'll be 30 days. Then after those 30 days, there'll be 45 additional days. These things we have to rehearse all the time. Israel is to rehearse the Passover they are to rehearse the feast days. We in the body of Christ, we have to rehearse the timelines in Matthew chapter 24, in Daniel chapter 12, throughout the scriptures, Isaiah 28, the beginning of the the signing of the treaty of the death and hell, Isaiah 28:15, 16, 17, 18, that begins Jacob's troubles. The prophets of the land, we are commanded by the Holy Spirit to begin to have the same vision, the same objective, the same destination. And, if you have been called in this audience, prophetically, You have to be accurate in your eschatology. If you haven't seen and have not received the revelation that America is in the Bible, then you're going to be off on your predictions. You're going to be off. You won't be accurate in your your view of anything. You will be completely off. Prophets that don't realize that we're in the final years before Christ's return, then you're going to give prophecies. I've heard men give prophecies. You young man, you're going to get married, and you're going to have children. And I'm going to raise those. And you're going to. And you, you fathers are going to raise those children on your lap. And you're going to see the next generation. This is, this is, I've heard this and I'm thinking, wow. They are not studying. And I'm going to tell you, many of the people that can give words of knowledge and words of wisdom in the Pentecostal churches. They can give words of wisdom, knowledge, these things. But they can't, they don't see the sign of the times. They don't see where we are in time. They don't believe America's in the Bible. The prophets of the land that don't have their eyes open, that don't have the vision that I'm presenting, they are going to, there are going to be some inaccuracies. Now, the vision I'm presenting is not because I'm presenting something that I sense or feel or want to believe. No. No. Because it's in the scripture. America's in the scripture. Israel's in the scripture. Russia's in the scripture. China's in the scripture. Jordan, present day Jordan, is in the scripture. The European nations are in the scripture. But it's looking to see the puzzles on the table, the pieces of the puzzle and putting the pieces together. I hear these prophecies that the Catholic Church is Babylon the Great and Antichrist will be a Catholic Pope. No, the Catholic Church is the fourth lampstand. It is one of the lampstands. It says there are deep things of Satan within the Catholic Church. But those that don't know the deep things of Satan are, just con- are to continue in their good works. Then you have the church prior to that, Pergamos, which is the Orthodox churches in Central Asia. It says that uh, they, um, that's where the seat of Satan is. Well, at that time, the seat of Satan was in the world. And they were, they were having fornication with the world, where Satan's seat is. Well, now where is where is Satan's seat? It is in the cosmos, in the world. The Laodicean Church, the evangelical churches of America. We are bartering. We are we are, ruled by, uh, we are affected by the world, like. The Catholics to some degree are not in a sense not as worldly as the evangelical Christians. The Catholics they, they get through their days, they make a living, but we are flamboyant. I should I should take time to to really intricately intricately go into this, but no, the prophets of the land they are the shofar of God. And the prophets of God have two duties. We have two duties, two things that God requires of us. Talking about Ezekiel chapter 8, 9, 10, and 11. Ezekiel presented to the civil government prophecies and then to the religious, to the, to the, uh, uh, priesthood, and he presented to each the evil in what they were doing. In the prophets of our time, the scripture says that judgment is coming, but it's coming to the house of God first. Prophets. The judgments are coming to the house of God. Firstly, then it will come to those without the judgments upon the land. But the Lord made it very clear judgment is coming to the house of God because God's people have drifted, they've been carried away by the current of the age, by the culture. They've been carried away by the cosmos. The adversary, Satan, has deceived, for the most part, the bulk of the Christian people in evangelical Christianity. They've been carried away. And the prophets are to warn the children of God. You've drifted. Have your Rosh Hashanah repent it doesn't need to take you 10 days repent begin the change plead the blood of jesus christ have your atonement with god and dwell in him and live in him let him live in you you live in him but return to god judgment is coming to the house of god first a punishment not eternal punishment temporal punishment is coming to the house of god how is it going to come i'll take you to in, in for those that are knowledgeable of matthew 5 6 and 7 let's go to the end of matthew chapter 7 where christ uh, talks to his final his final uh his final what he says finally uh, to finish out his discourse, his uh, to, to end the constitution of the kingdom of heaven. That's what the chapter 5, 6, and 7 is. It's the constitution. We have our constitution in the land. That's the constitution of the kingdom of heaven. <clears throat> Here's what Christ said. Verse chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, well, whosoever hears these sayings of mine, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Deuteronomy chapter 32 Seven times the rock is mentioned, the flinty rock, they smote the rock. This he's talking about himself. He says, whoever builds his house upon me, I am the rock. And he's thinking of Deuteronomy chapter 32. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell not, it did not fall, for it was a, it was founded upon a rock, the teachings of Christ He was founded upon the teachings of Christ. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine. And won't do them. Will be likened unto a foolish man. Which built his house upon the sand. The whole world has built his house upon the sand. The computer chip. Made out of sand. Built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass that when Jesus had ended these sayings the people were astonished at his doctrine. At his doctrine, at his teaching. The first time doctrine is mentioned in the King James is in Deuteronomy chapter 32. And God says that he would pour His doctrine, his teachings, his sayings upon the earth like mist upon the small tender grass and like heavy rains upon the trees. And at the end of the world today, presently in Daniel chapter 12, I believe it is, says that the word of God will open up in the time in which we live like it's never been opened before. All the mysteries, all of what has been sealed will be opened for view to anyone who wants to look into the deep mysteries, to the plan, the eternal plan of Almighty God, the Scriptures. God, at the end of the world, He must open His Word and his word must be displayed and understood by those who are desiring to know the truth. It says this would happen. It is happening presently. Now, the rain, the winds, the flood. These are the the demons in the air, the demons on the ground, and the floods are mankind. In the exact same thing that took place when Christ was uh, tried his trial, you had the the religious Jewish community you had Rome, the people the people are part of the attack that will come upon the Christian people as well as Satan himself, the fallen angels, and the demons. These things were are going to beat upon every individual's walk and work. It's coming. And the prophets are to warn God's children. You cannot escape it. You have to have your Rosh Hashanah. You have to have your atonement. You have to have your Sukkot. You have to. Rick Rodriguez. I'll be back for hour number two. Three. Three.
14: Tune in Saturday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. right here on the Roar of the Rockies, 1360 a.m. for the Gardening with Joey and Holly radio show. Get your garden started and growing successfully all summer long. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m.
9: Anita McAllister here. Medicare open enrollment is over, and it's time to talk about some money-saving solutions to help you with out-of-pocket health care costs you may be exposed to. Need a dental plan? I've got a great one for you. Call me at 970-515-6882. Are you under 65 and self-employed? I also work with Christian-based health shares. These can save an average of 35% over traditional health insurance. 970-515-6882. Hi,
3: this is Dana from Saddle Up, Western Saddle and Tack Shop in Gilcrest, Colorado, right off Highway 85 and County Road 31. We are your one-stop equine shop. We offer saddle fittings on-site and off-site. Our motto, fit the horse, fit the rider, fit the budget. You can call us at 303-772-7821. Visit us on the web at saddleupcolorado.net.
14: January 22nd saw Northern Colorado invaded by thousands of Second Amendment patriots going to the new P.E. Gun Show facility at the Greeley Mall. Gone are the days of the crowded facility and limited products. Patrons shopped hundreds of tables filled with all the items you expect at a premier event show. For future show dates, CCW training, or seller reservations, visit P.E. Shows.com. That's P.E. Shows.com for more info. The new 90,000 square foot premier events expo center. Located at Greeley Mall off Highway 34 is a perfect indoor space to plan your next event. Weddings, graduations, concerts, or fairs, this space can accommodate. For leasing information, contact PEShows.com or call them at 970-663-9101. That's PEShows.com, 970-663-9101.
10: In 1964, a 10 cent dime bought you 10 cents worth of stuff. Today, we sell this silver dime for well over $2. This silver dime will buy you the same amount as it did in 1964, and it will buy you the same amount in 2030, 2040, and well beyond. Call 800 951 0592, the Patriot Trading Group, your gold and silver experts. 800 951 0592.
1: JD the Colorado Deplorable here to tell you about Swamp Fight right here on AM 1360 KHNC Radio, Saturdays from noon
14: to one. Join me as we do battle in the DC swamp.
5: Day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, happy day. oh, a happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus, was. When Jesus was. Oh.
1: I apologize, I thought I was at the end of the second hour. I'm only at halfway through it, which is actually even better. Now remember, for the uh podcasts, you can go to thirteen sixty khnccom dot com to the podcast section, and uh you can listen uh to the programs as you uh at your convenience. So I thought I would just uh, remind you about that. Now, firstly, the prophets of the land warn God's children. God's children are warned first. The rebellious nations will be warned after. But God has to have and God must be righteous. And if he would punish the nations when he wouldn't punish his own children, then he wouldn't be righteous. So he must He must punish or he must correct. He must bring into line the people that have been called by him to him. He has to correct them first. There are principles in the scripture, the ways of God, they don't change. And his way was the children of Israel, before they went into the battles, they had to be corrected. They had to be instructed. They were instructed in God's ways, in his laws, in his character, who he was, He was righteous. They had to be righteous. Then he would be with them when they would go to punish the nations. The uh, Isaiah prophecies against the king. The king didn't like it. Eventually, uh, Isaiah, he loses his life. That's just the way it is. Before before God begins to punish the world, the unrighteous, God-hating world, he will correct his children firstly. And for the children that will not be corrected, well, then the Lord will allow the uh, man to... He'll use man as as an instrument to punish his children. For the children that are faithful to God, he will give them, I would term it this way, a, uh, an air, a land, a, a world of peace. Be kind of like uh, the children of Israel when they came out of, when they went into Egypt, Pharaoh gave them uh, an area, I'm trying to think of the name, but with that area, The judgments and the plagues, most of them didn't reach that area. Their cattle, their sheep, their flocks. Goshen. They were taken to Goshen. And it means, basically, the land of God's hand or Christ. Where God would hold them in His hand and He would keep them and protect them from punishments. With us, the Lord will keep us in His hand, or in Himself, in what He has ordained, a protective element, spiritual element, that we will be protected in. Yeah, there's going to be, everything around us is going to fall down, but God will, for His purpose, He will keep us. With the prophets, I had, uh, firstly, We are to present to God's children your wayward. If you are drifting, just stop drifting. Get your balance and then begin to move against that current. It'll be a little struggle. There'll be a little effort, but move against that current that you had been in, moving you away from God. Move back. Return. Have your repentance. Again, again, The prophets, they have to be accurate in their eschatology. With the prophetic people that I run into, I do ask them. I find out immediately what their eschatology is. And I can tell pretty much just through a small, short visit whether they are receptive. And I... Have to make a decision whether to you know try to persuade then there are those that, that are receptive and they they do know the scripture. They may not be clear on everything that maybe I'm clear on, but that is in God's hand. They must be sound in their doctrine and their teachings of Christ. They must be uh, sound in their knowledge of, of uh, Yahweh of God. Now not with the prophets, you cannot just have knowledge of you know the the word and but you have to have an experience, a deep experience of the holy, of the Godhead. You have to have a deep experience of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit living in you. You have to have these experiences of waiting on the Lord, of being patient, a tough one, Uh, the experiences of, like Paul said, that I might know Christ and the power of His resurrection. You must be righteous. You cannot have guile. I know many, many people that are prophetic, but they have a motive. They have maybe a ministry, and their motive is to bring more people into their ministry, to have heads or bodies. No, that can't be. That is that is uh, something you have to allow God to do with prophets. God is sovereign. This has got to be one of the strengths of prophetic people that they know that God is sovereign no matter what comes into their world God is sovereign it's not accident God is sovereign he allows it he orchestrates it whatever may come God is sovereign another another uh, something that the prophets must understand is that Israel as a nation must exist. Israel as a nation has been given real estate. That real estate belongs to them. In the body of Christ, there are those who would, are more, uh, they're in favor of giving land away to Arab nations to to uh, people they have Palestinian people but the scripture makes it clear that the Palestine or the Palestinian people coming from many of the surrounding areas this is a it is it is a, it is a strategy to well it's actually a very um, brilliant strategy to force Israel to give up land. The prophets, according to the scripture, have been get, the the Israel must exist. Firstly, the Jewish people must exist. There will be twelve tribes of Israel mentioned in Revelation chapter seventeen. Verse, I'm sorry, Revelation chapter 7, that will go into the millennial kingdom uncontaminated by, by diseases. They will be pure in their lineage. This is what it says in Revelation chapter 7. The scripture says that the 12 tribes, excluding the tribe of Dan, will go into the millennial kingdom Dan is the tribe that brought witchcraft and steeped Israel. It took, like, it took the other uh, 12 children and like tea, a tea bag, steeped them into the occult, steeped them into ele- the 11 brothers, steeped them into witchcraft, the occult, sorcery, things from the underworld as far down as Tophet, Dan, Daniel, Dan, the tribe of Dan and his children presently today are under judgment. They are in the world and they are bringing misery still. They do not care for their brothers. The tribe of Dan. I can mention a couple of people that I believe are in the tribe of Dan. George Soros and Henry Kissinger. They don't care for the Jewish people. They are anti-Semitic. They don't care for the nation of Israel. They, don't, they would live to see uh, Israel destroyed from off the face of the earth. God says that Israel will exist as a nation. They will exist as people and go into the millennial kingdom. They have been given a uh, real estate that belongs to them. The Arab nations have also been given real estate. Saudi Arabia, all of them. All of the, the sons of Ishmael. God blessed them. He blessed them and he gave them promises and he said there would be princes and they would have areas around Israel that they would occupy that would be their real estate, their lands. God has not changed that. The sons of of Ishmael, many of these, many, that don't get caught in the uh, religion of Islam, Many will go into the millennial kingdom. They will be an inheritance of Christ's. They will go into the millennial kingdom. God blessed them. He blessed Ishmael. Another thing with the prophets is that uh, we again we are to announced to God's children that what the holy what the lord jesus said in his teachings is going to come to pass concerning if you follow me they will hate you if you follow me you'll be persecuted we are not greater than the master our master if he suffered we will suffer but we are also given the promise that he will sustain us, he will be with us, and when we are taken before those that would interrogate us, in that hour, we will prophesy to them. God will give us exactly what to say. We will prophesy. And, uh, I'm trying to look at my notes here to see. We have to be careful as prophetic people that we are listening to the Holy Spirit. We're not listening to the other world because that other world is very deceiving. The demons, the fallen angels, they also also can whisper to us and uh, deceive us so in the time that we're in right now, we're at the end of the world. Whenever there is a shift, a power struggle within kingdoms, I've been reading the book of Psalms, and all through the, through the book of Psalms, there is conflict. There is conflict. David is having conflict. With himself. With his sins. With the wrongs. In his own personal life. He's having conflict. With his children. He's having conflict. With his wives. Solomon had conflict with his wives. David the same. In Samuel. The books of Samuel. 1 and 2. There was also conflict. Because there was a shift in the kingdom in, in 1 Samuel. The people chose Saul. And eventually Saul was not faithful to obey what Saul, what Samuel had told him to do. And so the kingdom was taken out of Saul's hand. Samuel was told to go to the house of Jesse. And there would be a young lad or a lad one of the sons of Jesse that would be anointed king he was to anoint him well Samuel feared that Saul would find out so he was instructed to say that I'm going for a sacrifice and it was going to be that Samuel if he wasn't careful he would be the sacrifice but he went And he went through the children of the sons of Jesse and he did not see. The Lord, the Spirit wasn't on any of these children. Another thing with the prophetic people, you must have a very sensitive, you must have sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. You never know when you're going to be put in a situation where you're to do something and you can't accomplish what you're asked to do unless you have that sensitivity of the Holy Spirit Samuel goes through these sons I think there were seven of them but there was no spirit he was he was confused then he asks Jesse is there do you have an yet another son he said well yeah he's out tending to the sheep he's insignificant he's uh you know He's the, he's the uh, black sheep. Samuel said, call, call, I want to call him. And uh, Samuel anointed David immediately. David was in the field getting experiences taking care of the sheep. Protecting the sheep from bears and lions. David was the one taking care of them. These experienced prophetic people, you have to, God will put you in experience. He'll put you, you know, you see all these other people that are very prophetic and they're, you know, they're being used and you have to wait. You have to wait. At the right time, Samuel, the priest, will call for you. The high priest, being Jesus Christ, Messiah, Yeshua, at the right time, he will call you. And when He calls you, then He will bring you into the presence of your father and your brothers in a type. And there you'll be anointed. But then, even though you're anointed, then there's a waiting process. So, we'll be back in a few minutes. And we'll finish out this hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Podcast
12: on 1360HNC.com Hi, my name is Vince with Serenity Painting and Decorating Since 2010, painting residential and commercial location For a free estimate, please call Vince Rivera at 970-978-9565 Please ask about our free window cleaning after paint service, again 970 978 nine
14: five six five the p.e. gun show october 8th and 9th will feature firearms giveaway both saturday and sunday show location is the new ninety thousand square foot premier events expo center at the greeley mall with food all weekend ccw classes and firearms drawings it makes the perfect way to spend the day for more details, see PEShows.com. That's PEShows.com. See you at the show. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution
15: Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, Sigs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories. Stop by Invisbus on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont or visit WarriorsRevolution.com. That's WarriorsRevolution.com.
2: Friends, if you live in northern Colorado and you're thinking about a new exterior project or if your house was hit by that hailstorm on July 27th, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm a painting, siding, and roofing specialist, and I can help you with the storm restoration process too. Give me a call, 970-825-9305. I'd be happy to give you a free, no obligation, health assessment of the entire exterior just so you know the condition of your home, your most valuable asset. 970-825-9305 will get you taken care of.
1: Well, we're finishing out the second hour of today's program, All the Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. Uh, Again, I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. And contact information is uh, uh, All Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And podcasts are, again, 1360KHNC.com. Now, With the prophetic people. You have to wait. And this is a difficult thing. God will put you. Out in an environment. Where you. Are learning the experiences. You know like with David. He's protecting sheep. Uh, Whatever it is. God has you protecting. You're in the same principle. Doing something. Waiting. To be. Called by the priest who is Christ to service. And when you're called, you're going to stand before your, uh, let's say, your father and your brothers. Could be, I don't know, you'll have to determine what your father and your brothers are. Could be your pastor and other members. But the other thing, too, there are going to be prophetic people around you they are going to be active. Don't, or going to be involved. You wait. You wait. God is sovereign. The most effective prophets are the ones who just appear on the scene. Nobody knows about them. Elijah. Elisha. They just appear. You have others like Daniel from the time they're young. God calls them at a young age and He trains them. And they have just a very keen, instinctive ability They are very um, sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Some people at a very young age have that. Others, and I'm not saying that Elijah, Elisha, Jeremiah, these people didn't have that. It's just a principle. One day, they come onto the scene. Elijah appears one day. But when he appears, he's ready. Because he is going to go before Ahab and his evil wife Jezebel. So he was prepared for that environment. God will prepare each of us for the environment that we are to affect in the future. It's not going to be... You know, right now, the Holy Spirit has already prepared and has been working on and has been giving... Prophetic people, the experiences. There are many prophetic people that I know about and have known they're very good. But many of them do not have the revelation of America. The effective prophetic people will start with that reality. Because once they have it, then everything will fit. And you'll know who is going to sign the agreement, the king of Babylon that will sign the agreement with Israel that starts the seventh week or the seven-year tribulation. Okay, we're done with hour one. We'll be back for hour two in a few minutes. 1360khnc.com has
10: CBD products. Click on the shop button and get yours today. Just go to
15: 1360khnc.com slash shop. The CBD on our website is 99% pure, all-natural, no pesticides, non-GMO, is grown organically right here in Colorado, and is 100% THC-free. Oh, and did you know ours is the lowest price CBD anywhere in northern Colorado? For all your CBD needs, just log on to 1360KHNC.com shop.
0: You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins.
16: Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Jim Williams. Two small airplanes, a Cessna 172 and a home-built model called a Sonex Xenos, crashed in midair over Boulder County around 9 Saturday morning after taking off from separate airports in Broomfield and Hudson. Three men, an instructor and a student pilot in the Cessna, and the pilot of the Sonex were all killed. Zane Bishop lives across the street from where one of the planes hit the ground.
15: My girlfriend actually saw it in the sky, and there was debris that came off the airplane is what she said. When it hit the ground there, it
16: shook the house here. It was loud when that plane hit. National Transportation Safety Board investigator Mike Volkertz.
10: A preliminary assessment of the aircraft is that neither was uh, equipped with a collision avoidance system or any kind of display in the cockpit to alert the pilot to other aircraft in the vicinity and neither aircraft is required by the FAA
16: to have such a system. The NTSB's initial report should come out in a couple weeks, but a more complete one will take up to a year to finish. Anyone who saw or heard the crash is being asked to call the Boulder County Sheriff's investigators at 303-441-4763. The person of interest in a big townhome fire Friday in Golden turned himself in late that night. 48-year-old James Gambrell Jr. surrendered himself and two of his guns to authorities. He's being held on multiple charges, including suspicion of attempted murder, felony menacing, and arson. Police had been looking for Gambrell. Neighbors first called 911 Thursday after he'd been loudly pounding on their wall between units for days, but he didn't answer police going to his door. Then early Friday morning, those neighbors called 911 again, saying Gambrell had finally knocked a hole in their wall and stuck an assault gun and a light through the hole. A short time later, Gambrell unit caught fire, and the flames engulfed the entire building, displacing seven people, but apparently not injuring anyone. It's a big sports weekend. Three weeks of college football have made one thing clear about two teams this year. The CU Buffs and CSU Rams are just playing bad. The Buffs were 28-point underdogs going in against Minnesota Saturday and lost by more than that, 49-7. And the Rams also got blown out on the road at Washington State, the final 38-7. And this afternoon, the Broncos kick off against the Texans at 225. Jim Williams, Rocky Mountain News Network.
10: What's a surprising way to gain more independence? By giving up the keys. Bypass the outrageous gas prices and discover that life in the passenger seat is comfortable, affordable, stress free, and climate controlled. A modern fleet of in town, door to door, and across state public transit options keep you living independently while maintaining your access to necessary errands and necessary adventure. Learn what you can gain when you give up the keys at olderwiser.org. That's O L D E R W I S E R dot O R G.
14: Hello, I'm Devin McKenna with Play It Fun Word, your new traveling carnival. Please check us out at playitfunword.com or call to book me at 602-402-2642. I do festivals, birthdays, block parties, corporate events, kid at heart parties, summer and day camps. Anything your mind can imagine, I will do it. Play It Fun Word, the party you never had. At playitfunword.com, 602-402-2642.
8: Insurance. Nobody likes buying it, but everyone needs it. The problem with insurance is if you don't need it, the money is simply gone. Car insurance costs hundreds of dollars a month, and if you don't get into an accident, which most people don't, the money is simply gone. Health insurance costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month, and unless you have a significant health issue, the money is simply gone month after month, year after year. When it comes to life insurance, all companies provide low-cost term insurance for people that acts just like car and health insurance. If you don't need it, the money is gone. At Northwestern Mutual, one of the reasons why we are ranked as the best insurance company in the United States is we offer a variety of low-cost blended plans that actually allow you to build wealth in the most likely event that you do not need to collect on your life insurance. Finally, an insurance plan that doesn't take your money and can actually build your wealth. To find out more, call me, Joey Jaquin, at 602-909-9048. Again, that's 602-909-9048. Blue Dragon Spa in Longmont, Colorado, 1811 Hoover Street, 720-680-0492. A new spa started by Steve, the Red Pill Truth Guy, and his wife, Valentina. Drop by.
16: We offer manicure and pedicure, facial, and more.
8: We have new, state-of-the-art equipment, and we use the best materials available. Yeah, give us a call, 720-680-0492. We're at 1811 Hover Street in Longmont, Colorado.
7: Everything very good. Just come in and try it.
1: The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. (laughs) And and welcome back to the third hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. For the previous two hours, you can go to 1360khnc.com, to the podcast section at the bottom, and to the Olive Tree program for today. You can, uh, uh, as you, at your convenience, you can listen. <clears throat> You can listen to all the programs back-to-back or piece it out. Fifteen minutes, thirty minutes, whatever is most convenient for you. I ended the hour with talking about King David. Samuel is sent to the house of Jesse to uh, anoint the new king. The seven boys are brought before Saul uh, Samuel, and he doesn't the Spirit of God is not upon any of these boys. He asked Jesse, Do you have another son? Someone's not here. He said, Yes. My youngest. He's out in the field with the sheep. Samuel has Jesse bring him in, sees the boy, and anoints him immediately as the king of Israel. The prophetic people, those that are going to be used by God in a, in a way for His move, which move? There are moves all over the world presently. Prophetic people, they hear about a move in an area and they descend upon that work of God like uh, gold prospectors, hearing of a gold strike somewhere. Prophetic people Move as the Holy Spirit leads them. They don't move, or or they are not to move, as they feel they want to be part of something. No. Prophetic people are to be led by the Lord to the work that He's ordained for them to be part of. They don't get to choose, really, what they want to do. Yes, with the Holy Spirit, there'll be a conversation... And there'll be an agreement, and then you'll be requested to do this or do that. That's the way it should be. There's a move of the Holy Spirit in northern Colorado. There was one in southern Colorado. There was a move of the Holy Spirit in Longmont, Colorado in 1975, 76, 77, in Gilchrist, in Eaton, Colorado. There was a baby boom generation move of God, the Jesus movement of the 60s and 70s. There are moves of God everywhere presently. But, so if you want to be involved with the move of God, which move? You should be involved with the move and the moving of the Holy Spirit that you have been ordained to be part of that will be the safest place for you. Elijah was ordained to go to Ahab and Jezebel. Daniel, uh, unwillingly or unknowingly, he would end up in Babylon, and in the sovereign hand of God, he would end up being employed by four four, uh, governors, kings of of, uh, Babylon. Isaiah, also in Babylon. Now, David is prejudiced against, his father is already prejudiced against the boy because the father favored the other seven. Not so much David. In families, there are prejudices. These seven brothers eventually would, uh, you know, they would exhibit their prejudices against dan david when he's you know defying or or uh, standing telling the king that who is this uncircumcised philistine goliath to defy the armies of the living god they were offended at him so you going to be there's going to be pushback from your family then what happens is <clears throat> excuse me uh then, David, once he now is recognized by the priest, Samuel, Christ recognizes you. Others may not. But then the war begins. Firstly, David now begins battles. He is king, but the waiting period begins. He has to wait until he is allowed <clears throat> and ordained by excuse me he has to wait there's a waiting period because samuel is or saul is king daniel knows the principles until god works it out david had to wait this is tough for prophets, to wait for God's timing. But it's, it's, it's vital, it's necessary, it is God's way. Eventually, I think it was, gee, I try to remember if it was 20 years, Saul is killed on the battlefield, and David takes over as king of Israel. But in, in between, Samuel's anointing him, and David taking his kingship, in that period of time, he had conflict and he had to learn the lessons in going to war and working with the nations around him, helping them. He even helped the nations that would eventually be enemies of Israel. He would help these kings to be successful. At the same time, he's running from for his life because of King Saul. Saul is trying to kill him. So he has two battles. One, actually more than that, he has one battle. Saul is trying to pin him to the wall with a spear. The other, uh, he's he's in conflict with other kings in wars. Then also, his own family is turning on him. His wives uh, eventually will turn on him, some of them. So the conflicts begin. He was anointed, but now he had to be put in a position that gives him the kingship. Prophetic people have to wait. But then there will come a day when Elijah appeared. Elisha, he's watching what Elijah is doing and eventually he takes over part of the ministry for Elisha or Elijah I'm trying to remember there's a point that I wanted to make also that um when there's going to be a change in the kingdom war begins there is a change of the major kingdoms of the world presently. The kingdom of darkness. Is going to be. Is, is going to. <clears throat> the kingdom of darkness. Is at war with the kingdom of heaven. This conflict has been going on for 2,000 two thousand years. But now. It is in the final years of conflict. And the great struggle for Satan's rule over the earth which must end. The scripture says that the kingdoms of this earth are going to be turned over to the kingdoms of our Lord, to uh, to our God and His Christ. uh, Revelation 11. There is a change coming for the world Satan has ruled the world. It's evident in Matthew chapter 4 when Christ was tempted by the devil and Satan did offer the kingdoms of the world to Christ if he would bow down. If Christ would bow down, Christ did not. It was evident that the kingdoms of the world were in in the control. The cosmos was in the control of Satan. It still is presently. But that control is going to end. At Christ's coming, the kingdoms of the world will now be put into the hands of the rightful heir. Christ is the heir of all things, but he just has not yet taken possession. He will take possession. And this war that is taking place, it involves the body of Christ. We... Are the ultimate authority spiritually in the world. The seven churches of God, we are the ultimate authority in the world. Because we are fighting a battle with not with flesh and blood, but with principalities, powers, forces in the heavens. We're fighting the real battle, a spiritual battle. And many look to Israel And they're they're spending time looking to Israel uh, and focusing on Israel when Christ is focusing on His seven churches. The focus of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit, is upon His churches. The protecting hand of God is upon Israel as a nation. But the Holy Spirit is working exclusively with His seven churches with his born again people this is a a, a knowledge and understanding that the prophets of god must have we we uh, israel has its prophecies we are to separate the prophecies that are for israel separate the prophecies from and, and to know the prophecies for the world the gentile nations And, excuse me, and we are to be clear on the prophecies for the church, for the body of Christ. King David is now, excuse me. Okay, sorry. King David now is in the battle. He's going to have to fight. Once he resumes, once he takes power, once he becomes king, the real battle begins. Now he's going to fight the the surrounding nations. Excuse me. He's going to go to war with the surrounding nations. He's going to go to war, in a sense, with his wives, with his children. His children, one of his sons, Absalom, is going to try to take over the kingdom. And eventually, he gets caught in sin. So the real battle begins with the prophetic people. All of the attacks that came on King David are going to be directed at us. The prophets, you must be protected. I daily pray. Lead me not into temptation. Deliver me from evil. This should be your daily prayer for prophetic people. that uh, you be protected, that, that, you, that lead me not into temptation, deliver me from evil. Because the war is coming. It's already begun. There's another point I'm trying to remember here. Oh, okay. Now, the two witnesses in Revelation chapter 11. These witnesses are not... Excuse me. These witnesses are not two individual people. If you think that way, you're going to miss this great... You're going to miss the great mystery of God. That mystery being that. uh, These two witnesses. These are the corporate prophets. In the world. Corporate. Not individual. It's a company. Obadiah was hiding. 50 of God's prophets in caves. These two prophets in Revelation 11, they are a corporate group of prophetic people ordained by the Holy Spirit to prophesy during the first half of the tribulation. That is the time of their testifying. They stand before the God of the earth. They stand. They don't run. They stand. They're secure. The standing implies pillar. Something standing. Something holding something. Immovable. Not being able to move. A pillar. They stand before the God. Of the earth. And. They are waiting for their time to begin their testifying. They are standing before the God of the earth. There are two olive trees, two lampstands, two corporate people. Olive trees indicating Hebrew, lampstands indicating Gentile they are in the family of god they are they're going to be given the authority and power they're going to prophesy this is going to be where their power their the the, the power lies in their prophesying in their speaking before the 70th week they will, God, presently right now, these individuals, these corporate prophetic, these groups, are being prepared, learning the lessons. They are David in a type, in the, out in the field, tending to the sheep, fighting the battles, learning the anointing above all things, learning to be sensitive to the anointing, having the Spirit upon their mind, being directed daily. They don't go into a class five days a week and then take the weekend off. That can't be that way. It's not that way. It's not ordained to be that way. The instruction of the Holy Spirit is every day every day even at night even when you're sleeping the Holy Spirit instructs David it says that uh, that the Holy Spirit had the reins of David's heart in his hands even when David slept we also should realize that our heart the reins of our heart in God's are in, is in the reins of our heart is in God's hands, even when we're sleeping. During the day in our waking hours, with everything that's happening around us, we need to be aware, we need to be conscious of what is happening, not just driving down the street or down the interstate, but also what is the Holy Spirit doing in that day, every day, being prepared for the time when the seventieth week begins, and then we begin to prophesy. Our power will be in our prophesying. There was a brother, uh, David, uh, David Myers. He had a ministry called Last Trumpet. Last Trumpet Ministries. He had. In his early life, he had been in the occult. He'd been part of a coven, witchcraft. He got saved, had a ministry, Last Trumpet Newsletter, I think it was. And he gave a testimony of how Gorbachev uh, had been released as president of, Boris Yeltsin became president of Russia. Gorbachev was in New York City Uh, pushing for global agenda. And Myers, this brother, he's passed away, wonderful, wonderful man, had a, a, a team of people that were in his ministry that they knew how to pray. And the Holy Spirit told him, take a team, your prayer team, go to New York and pray across the street from Gorbachev. Gorbachev's uh, offices and pray that the agenda that Gorbachev was trying to implement through the United Nations with the globalism with the green movement I think it was green movement environmental movement pray that it be stopped they went and prayed and his testimony was they prayed as the Lord had asked they went back they were heading back home Gorbachev's wife dies that night, Rasha, she dies. This is how God stopped Gorbachev's evil from coming into the world ahead of time. These prophetic people, they're, as prophets, number one, the care and the overseeing of the body of Christ, primary. The pastors of the land are not gifted unless they're prophetic. They're not gifted for these positions. There are offices, pastors, teachers, evangelists, apostle, prophet. The prophets of the land have been forced out of the church in America. The fundamental churches have forced them out. God is not going... It's just exactly what happened with King David... He's out in the field. He's to be anointed king. And Jesse has forced him into the field. Jesse is waiting for Samuel to anoint one of his seven sons. Because he favored these boys. David was least favored. The prophetic people are not favored. We are the least favored. We are contemptible to the pastors. We're contempt And even prophetic pastors. When someone that has prophetic ability that the Holy Spirit is upon come into their assembly, they're easily offended because they can sense the gift or the calling on the prophetic people. There is a war and there is a change coming in the prophetic world. And the prophetic people that have not learned the lessons of the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the sensitivity, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and knowing the prophetic scripture for our time are going to be ineffective. They're going to have power. They're going to have some sway, some pull, like Saul. Saul did have power, but David was going to be king. It was commanded he be king. He was anointed to be king. The prophetic people have been ordained and are going to res- take over their position in this country as the those who are going to direct the body of Christ. The main reason and the strength that they will have is vision. Vision. Without a vision, the people perish. The prophetic people will have the vision that the body of Christ needs. Pastors may not care about it. The body of Christ will have vision. Rick Rodriguez will be back.
6: Neil Desperandum. Never despair. That is the motto for you and me. All are not dead, and where there is a spark of patriotic fire, we will rekindle it. Samuel Adams. It is not because men have made laws that life, liberty, and property exist. On the contrary, it is because life, liberty, and property existed beforehand that men made laws in the first place. What then is law? It is the collective organization of the individual right to lawful defense and punishing injustice. Frederick Bastiat.
14: khnc is proud to carry my kind cbd products products include cocoa top shelf tinctures hemp salve moisturizing lotions and retinol cream they also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin to see all the cbd products we carry visit the station at two south parish or check us out online go to 1360khnc.com click on the shop button
4: The complete website is TehboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TehboTeaClub.com.
14: Hey, folks, The Rev here. When the economy collapses, so will society. Martial law will rule but the protectors will become the looters and thieves. The future will be merciless. Prepare yourself now. Join the Rev for the best urban survival training available today. Call KHNC 970-587-5003 to reserve a seat now. That's 970-587-5003.
2: How much is our government hiding from us? What's the truth about COVID-19? Are climate engineering operations robbing our rain? If you want answers, tune into the commercial free non political global alert news hour, Sundays at 1 p.m. on KHNC
5: 1360 AM. Oh, a happy day. Oh, happy, day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus war.
1: Well, we're in the final thirty minutes, and we'll be finished for today. The uh, like I was saying, there's going to be a war. There's going to be a there's going to be conflict in the body of Christ, as the prophetic people begin to give vision to the children of God, the uh, men who have been prophetic, the men who have been the pastors of, the, of the, the assemblies, they're not going to like it. Because the vision that God is going to present to the children of God is so that these individuals, these people, can have their Rosh Hashanah. They can have their repentance. They can have their atonement. They can have their dwelling. Christ in them, they in Christ. This is the plan of the Holy Spirit. God's church. Yes, you have those in responsible positions. They are necessary. But if they are in conflict, if they are uh, causing, if if they are uh, not allowing the children of God to, if they're, how do I phrase it? America's in the Bible. The two witnesses in Revelation chapter 11 are corporate people. They are members in the body of Christ. They are born again. They are not Israel. They are not Enoch. Not Elijah. They are not Elisha. Not a returning of John the Baptist. Not going to be individual, in, individual people. They are a corporate group, group of people. They are Hebrew, from the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Gentile. They are corporate. The work of the Holy Spirit is not with individual people from Israel. They're not born again. These, what's being presented here, these two prophets are born again in the body of Christ for the last 2000 years in the book of acts peter said that we were called to witness be witnesses a corporate witnesses and the we were to present be a witness to be like like someone watching to tell the judge, Judge, this is what I saw. Or the sheriff, this is what I saw. We are watching what is happening in the world. We are watching the injustice. We know the names of the people carrying out injustice. We know the names of the the companies, the foundations, the... People in governments who are part of a system to destroy and cause harm and death to the innocent people of the world were witnesses. As prophets, as as a prophetic individual, I have seen and watched what has happened to the churches in America starting from the 70s, the mid-70s. I saw the shift began in the late 70s, early 80s in America. I watched the, the, uh, the, oh, there's a word I'm looking for casual. The casual uh, way in which the Christians casually took the scripture. The scripture was no longer important. Teachings of Christ were not important. They were used to further objectives. But the scriptures, the purpose of the scripture and the teachings of Christ was to take fallen man and redeem him and put him in a place where he could be victorious over his body, what he was as an individual and over, and to, and to keep himself separate and uncontaminated by the world, the cosmos, from the sins of the cosmos. This is the purpose of the teachings of Christ. Then, on top of that, within the teachings of Christ and the prophecies of the prophets and the uh, New Testament apostles, to warn the children... To warn the children of God of the conditions prior to Christ's return. Christ expounds in Matthew 24, it's all about Matthew 24 is really talking about the final ten years before Christ's return. The Apostle Paul, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, talks about the he's more specific about the destroying of the Constitution of the United States of America and the man of sin that is going to come to destroy the church. And it talks about the apostasy, the uh, catapulting, the children of God being catapulted away from God, catapulted as far away from Him as possible, from his plan, his purpose, his objective, so that this great army of God could never come into existence. This is the purpose of the Holy Spirit working in the time in which we are, are in. We are an army. And the army needs direction. The army needs vision. And the pastors of the land have not been, not all, most, have not been able to present the vision of the time in which we live in to their assemblies. They have been good. They have been uh, they've been able to keep the Christians many that would be loyal. They've kept them living a righteous, holy life. But it's got to be more than that. Now, we are an army. We are a great army. We are the army that is the most feared. You know, um, we're so feared, and we don't really see who we are. We don't understand how Christ sees us. Oh, here's what the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 16, verse 20. We're fearful. We're an army, a, a, a healthy church. A healthy church is what is most feared. Christ said that I will build my church, my ecclesia, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's what we are. Ecclesia doesn't mean the whole family of God, ecclesia means the overcomers. It means those who get the victory. Those who have gotten the victory over their, their sin in their lives and over the, and are working. You don't have to have full victory, but at least you're working on it. Over your flesh. Over your soul. You're, you're moving forward, not standing still. Also, you are victorious over the cosmos over all of the influences of the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom of darkness, all of the influences of the kingdom of darkness, you're getting the victories. And this ecclesia is just a group mentioned in to all the seven churches. He who overcomes... Shall be. So, in other words, the overcomers in the churches are the ecclesia. Revelation chapter 14, these virgins. The question is who are these 144,000? And it's not talking about people that have never been married and have never had a relationship with the other sex, it's not talking about that. It's those who are believers who follow the Lamb whithersoever He goes. Wherever He goes, they follow. Prophetic people, if you haven't learned the lesson on following the Lamb wherever He goes, you're going to put yourself in a situation where you're not supposed to be and you're going to get pinched. There's going to be something negative happen to you you're going to be out of place there's going to be a a, a uh, negative sanction god will bring you back but you're going to you're going to have a little bit of a you're going to be disciplined the prophetic people you must follow the lamb wherever he goes and this principle will be to the whole body of christ as you follow those principles and you learn those principles you'll present those principles to those around you you must follow the lamb Whithersoever he goes. And you cannot have any guile in your heart. You can't. You cannot have a hidden motive. There cannot be an alternate purpose. Can't be any guile in your heart. None. You have to be pure. I looked and lo, I looked. A lamb stood on the Mount Zion, with him a hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. I heard a voice from heaven, as the voice of many waters, as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. They sung, as it were, a new song before the throne, before the four beasts. And elders, and no man could learn that song, but the hundred and forty and four thousand, which were redeemed from the earth, These are they which were not defiled with women. They are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb, whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from the men, being the firstfruits, unto the Lamb. Unto God and to the Lamb. These are the two witnesses in Revelation chapter 11. In Romans chapter 8, David talks about the whole earth is groaning, is in, is in a state of terror, waiting for something. They're waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The manifestation of the sons of God does not come in the millennial kingdom. There will be that manifestation then also. The whole angelic world will see it. But before that, this manifestation will take place on the earth and the great, great harvest of mankind that is on the way to eternal fire will be caught and will be captured and will be brought into the hands of Messiah before they leave this earth. It says that these They're waiting, the whole creation is waiting, groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. We're beginning to see, we're in the time now where the manifestation of the sons of God is going to become more and more evident. When these two witnesses begin to prophesy on the first day of the 70th week, the first day of the tribulation, on the day that Antichrist signs an agreement with Israel, the treaty of death and hell, or the covenant in Daniel 9.27, on that day, these individuals, this corporate group of people, will begin to prophesy against the evil world. They will begin to prophesy, just like Moses began to speak to Pharaoh, to bring judgments on Pharaoh, because Pharaoh would not allow the freedom of the children of Israel to go into the desert to worship God. The world has held captive the children of God. Spiritually, through deception, the world, and also the evil of these evildoers in the world that are destroying mankind and the earth along with it. These two witnesses will begin to prophesy. And here's the thing. They don't, in each, I'll put it this way, you will have national uh, men, nationally, at a national level, at a regional level, or women, men and women. Women will prophesy in tandem with men. Men will test what they have to say. But these witnesses, in tandem, I mean, will At a national level, a very few. Very few. At a regional level, a few more. State level maybe, a few more. Within a county, within a city. These prophetic people will be and are already positioned throughout the country in assemblies even and many not even in assemblies many have taken the principle of going outside the camp so they can't they won't be influenced by the doctrine inside the assemblies a lot of the assemblies the doctrine is so far out there's so far out of uh, out of uh, sync with the scriptures you have a, a prophetic war that's coming i'll tell you right now you have those in the new apostolic reform movement who are claiming to be the prophets of the world, not just America, but the prophets of the world. They are the ones in the new apostolic reform movement, and it pretty much began right here in southern Colorado with C. Peter Wagner, a dominionist. Any prophetic people that are dominionists, that hold dominionist views, that we are going to take over the world, we are going to control the world, And we are going to give the world to Christ as a present when he returns. Anybody that has that view is a dominionist. The Catholics, to a degree, have that that, uh, view that the Catholic Church is is ruling the world and going to rule the world, run the world, own the world through the new world order coming. No. There is a war, just like with David and Saul. There's a change. Before Christ takes over the kingdoms of the world, there's going to be a war in the body of Christ. You're going to have two prophetic groups at war with each other. And the New Apostolic Reform Movement, it has a big head start. They have a decades head start. But they will not have the authority and power of... The Holy Spirit, their doctrine is off, their eschatology will be off, their theology will be off, their motives will be off, they will have guile, and because of the guile in their hearts, it would appear they may have the blessing of God, but we're going to see what happens. We'll be back here to finish out this third hour in just a few minutes.
0: You can buy gold just about anywhere in the world from all kinds of different dealers. So
10: why do you use the Patriot Trading Group? 20 years of service, just like that. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, just like that. Lowest prices, just like that. No solicitation, just like that. Buying or selling, just like that. For all your gold
0: and silver needs, call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592. Just like that
10: what are we gonna do tonight too much stuff to do you ain't fine, will you just jump in the ride and see what's on everybody
2: we're going to spirits music hall that's what we're going to do tonight live music comedy wrestling karaoke and more Acts that you do not want to miss, all at Spirits Music Hall, located at 1 North paris Street in Johnstown, across the street from our radio station, 1360 KHNC. Get tickets and see the schedule of events at spiritsmusichall.com. That's spiritsmusichall.com. You can also buy tickets at the door during the events. Experience live local entertainment that you will love. Go to com. What are we
10: going to do tonight? Too much stuff to do, you ain't lying. Won't you just jump in the ride and
13: see what's on? Everybody...
12: Hi, my name is Vince with Serenity Painting and Decorating. Since 2010, painting residential and commercial location. For a free estimate, please call Vince Rivera at 970-978-9565. Please ask about our free window cleaning after paint service. Again, 970-978-9565. <laughs>
1: Well, we're at the end of the third hour of today's program, The Present Truth. Uh, I'm going to finish and conclude with a, a verse out of Romans. Now remember, the world has been put in the hands, the plan of God, the commission of God, has been put in the hands of the body of Christ, in the hands of the believers. The two witnesses at the end of the world will give vision and to the assemblies, to the people in the body. That won't be the duty of the pastors. It's the duty of the apostles. I'm at, well, uh, yes, of uh, the few apostles, a few, and the prophets, to give vision to the children of God. It is the body of Christ that has the authority. Israel has the prophecies for Israel, but Israel presently still is uh, in blindness. The body of Christ is where the whole plan of God resides in all the seven churches. Not just in a church, not just in one of the lampstands, but all seven. Here's what Paul said in Romans 16, verse 20. And the God of peace shall crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you Amen. This body of believers, Paul is stating clearly, it will be this body of believers at the end of the world and the believers through time. We are the ones who have the ultimate authority through the Spirit of God, through the Spirit of Christ, over the the principalities and powers as, as God directs us. He has ultimate power. He has ultimate authority. He will, he will judge. But we will prophesy. We will prophesy. And he will bring the judgments. And the God of peace. Shall bruise Satan under your feet. Shortly. Or crush Satan under your feet. Shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be with you. Amen. Also. To this great God, here's what Paul said to Timothy in First Timothy chapter, verse, chapter 1, verse 17. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the God that these witnesses in Revelation 11 stand before. Unto this King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God. To Him be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. God has ordained and desired that all His children will stand before Him as pillars. Standing, immovable, unshakable, solid in their Christian walk and that they would be, and through the prophetic people that have vision, these overcomers in these seven churches will stand, and they will be victorious. Until next week, God bless this audience. God bless you. Have your Rosh Hashanah, your atonement. Have your tabernacles this week. God bless you. God bless you mightily.